0: Welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs and hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at NYU. My name is Joanna, and I'm tonight's co host, a senior from China studying nutrition and dietetics, and I will be an RA in Alumni Hall studying this fall. Excellent.
1: And my name is Tom Ellett. I'm the other co host, and it is a pleasure to have you on the show, Joanna. How is life?
0: Thank you for having me, Tom, tonight. Um I just finished my summer school and I'm going to RA training tomorrow.
1: Congratulations. Thank what you. an accomplishment. There are over 850 candidates and you're one of 180 newly hired RAs. And so we can't really talk about the RA position because you haven't done it yet, but we can ask you questions about being a resident. And so what was your favorite aspect of being a resident at NYU's residence halls?
0: My favorite aspect of being in the residence is participating um, the events that are created throughout the semester year and and I would meet different people from around the world.
1: Outstanding. So you actually came from China to come to NYU but before that did you go to high school in the area or you came right from China?
0: I did go to high school in Pennsylvania, so I got some influences from the local people there and I experienced how welcoming they are.
1: That's great. And, and tell me about your academic endeavors. What what do you want to do long term?
0: I want to become a registered dietitian in the future and I'm applying for graduate school this fall.
1: Wow, look at you. And why are you on your list? Yes love to hear that. So Joanna, tell me a little bit about who's tonight guest is.
0: Today our guest is Lauren Bosch who served as an RA in 3rd North for Beck and Wilt McGrath during the 2010 and 2012 academic years. Welcome Lauren and thank you for joining us on tonight's show. It's a real pleasure having you on. How are you and where are you?
2: I'm great, thank you. Yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I am in Washington, D.C., which is where I live right now. Just got home from work a little while ago, so.
1: Well, Lauren, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since you graduated from NYU.
2: So I graduated, I was born and raised in Brooklyn, grew up there and went to college, obviously, at NYU. So when I was finishing up, I kind of felt like I needed to see some other places and do some other things. So I actually moved out of the city after graduation to Philadelphia. I joined a hotel company that afforded me the opportunity to do a training program in Philadelphia and led me to Minneapolis, to my surprise. And then from Minneapolis, then ended up relocating back to D.C. for a job and Some of my family lives down here. So I've been out of of New York for a couple of years, definitely missed it, but I've definitely been to a couple of great places since then.
1: Minneapolis is a great area. I've been a couple of times. It's really underrated. Yeah, it's cold,
2: but... (laughs) Okay,
1: right, 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 right. It's a great place. It's
2: definitely underrated. Yeah, I mean, everybody has a lake and a boat there, and it's such an outdoor culture Um, in the warm months. it's, It's a really nice lifestyle.
0: Wow, that's a journey, Lauren. Let's jump back to your time at Washington Square.
2: What did you study while at NYU? I studied hospitality and tourism in NYU SDPS undergrad program. I had initially planned or done a concentration in organizations and operations, kind of concentrate in your junior and senior year on something specific. And oddly enough, I didn't end up going into organizations and operations. I actually went into sales and marketing, which there was a track for that, but I didn't take that at the time. So it was, it was a great program, really great experience there, and definitely an awesome time at NYU.
1: Excellent. Let's hear a little bit about your extracurricular activities as an undergrad. What were you involved in?
2: I was very more heavily involved in things related to hospitality. So we had what was the NYU Hospitality Business Society, which is really our organization within the school that brought all the students together related to what we were studying. So I had been pres always on the board of HBS and, and president my final year there. But on the side I was also an admissions ambassador aside from being an RA. And so that was, you know, working in the admissions office, giving tours to prospective students. And then I would say outside of that I, I also did a lot of internship just while I was at school there because I mean the opportunity to work in New York City hotels is kind of unreal so I got some really great experience while I was there and then personally I like playing tennis so I would play tennis from here and there but definitely very hospitality focused while in my extracurriculars as well.
0: Um, Lauren do you always want to be an REO while in undergrad? And what made you apply for the RA position?
2: Actually, I did always want to be an RA. So I, my freshman year, I lived in Weinstein, and I just had two amazing RAs, Evan and Matt. I'll never forget them. And they just created such an awesome community. And so I felt from my you know freshman year there that I wanted to be an RA, and I felt very particular about wanting to be a freshman RA as well. You know, I didn't want... People that were, you know, had lived in the city a couple of years and were kind of out doing their own thing, juniors, seniors, sophomores. Um, I wanted to really create that community for people that were moving to New York for the first time and kind of develop that experience that somebody had for me from the second I, I got on my freshman floor. I felt that I wanted to do it.
1: I didn't know that you were on Evan and Matt's floor. They were characters. Yeah. What a great floor. Oh I remember God. it. It was that time where we had the Weinstein Initiative with two RAs on each floor.
2: Yep, and they would walk up and down the hallway, like one would play the guitar, the other one would would make up songs, they would order Insomnia cookies, it was just, it was awesome, and there was always something going on, which was so funny.
1: It was, and Evan did some videos for me uh, at some point in time. (laughs) Pretty funny guy, pretty funny guy. Yeah, they were a great pair. (laughs) So you you got some perspective from the two of them, tell me what it was like to be on the team at 3rd Avenue North, a big staff. And lots of personalities, really great place. Three towers, subdivided. How did you build that community among your team?
2: I had come from a wine team experience where it was traditional style living. And I remember getting placed at 3rd North and being a little nervous about the apartment style living, creating kind of a, a community in that, but then also obviously going onto a big team. But Chris and Will just did such a phenomenal job. And we had so many great people on staff, like Chev was also there at that time. And from the time that we... Did our training, we really just bonded, and they created a community amongst the RAs, and I think that was probably, for me, one of the things that I didn't expect about being an RA was that these people would become my lifelong friends, and that that would be, like, such a defining experience in my NYU time. So I would say, you know, what was great is you had so many different personalities, So there were people that, you know, you really clicked with, and people that you learned things from, and people that were different from you. But overall, just the experience was so great.
0: During your time being in RA at Third North, what kind of relationships did you have with your freshman residents and even upper class residents?
2: I love my freshmen. They're really coming in with a very fresh perspective and they're scared and their parents are dropping them off and their parents are trusting them to you. And you really kind of go through a lot of journeys with them, which I think is probably what creates that relationship and makes it you know, so deep. And I think for me, it was very much a kind of mentor-mentee relationship when they were on my floor. You know, we would have our check ins throughout the the semester, but I always felt that they felt they could come to me and really, you know, whether they were crying over a final, a breakup, or something more serious, we kind of had that relationship. But I think it's definitely been rewarding once they moved off the floors because we've become friends. And I think that's something that, you know, is really special and, and it cracks me up when I, you know, will be out or something like that and I'll get a text message from one of them and it's a picture of them and two other people that lived on our floor that they all, you know, are hanging out and that just makes me feel so good to know that kind of the community we created there was real for them and it's still going on, you know, even though they've graduated from NYU.
1: It speaks volumes to how you build community to have that kind of response from students once they leave NYU. Uh, It's it's a hard place to stay connected. What were kind of the special sauce or the things that you did to try to keep the floor connected with each other?
2: You know, you have to recognize that Not everybody's going to want to do the same type of things, right? So, like, I'm a cheesy program person, right? I'm the one that wants the -the over-the-top program, and I was the one that wanted to attend that. But not everybody likes that, and I think it was about bonding with people in ways that worked for them. One of the simplest programs that I would probably say that it was one of my favorite programs was we did Hall Snacks every Sunday, and it rotated whose apartment it was at, and you had to host the whole floor. And I think I maybe had, like, close to 40 residents, and I would say every Sunday at least 20 to 25 would show up. And I think it was just because it was one-on-one casual communication. Each apartment that hosted kind of had their own take on it. So, you know, you'd have the apartment that didn't prepare at all, and they were pulling out random bags of chips and, like, you know, trying to make clean up while you were there. And then you had the apartment that spent all day baking for it because they wanted to wow everybody. But I think it was kind of those more casual programs where you were able to kind of build those relationships and those bonds.
1: And that's so important to be able to be spontaneous and to engage in conversations with students who really want to see someone care about them and engage with them. So that that's really special.
0: Would you please tell me, is there anything that surprised you about being an RA?
2: Yeah, just a level of responsibility. I think you you think you know, but you don't know until you're in that scenario, right? There's so much that you're building relationships with people, but you're really helping them through a lot of life hurdles, right? People that are coming from all different places, all different backgrounds, going through different things, whether it's at home or, or you know, there in New York. And I think, you know, it, it was just surprising to me kind of the level of depth to the relationship. You weren't just the person that was, you know, putting on a program and making sure everybody felt good. You were really there through their highs and lows. And I think that was rewarding, but also surprising for sure.
0: What skills did you gain in the role and how can those skills be applied to your job now and your life?
2: I would say time management as, as silly or basic as it might sound, you know, you what your residents forgot was that you were a student also, right? So, you know, you were there for them and you always wanted to be there for them, but you were also balancing your own academic career and then your responsibilities to your, you know, Chris's and wills of, you know, what what the job entailed. So, I think just being able to have that lifestyle balance and figure out how you were going to get everything done was definitely something I took from it. Crisis management, I think, you know, nobody really teaches you how to be in those tough situations and you go through a lot of training as an RA to be able to be in those situations and I think as somebody out in the workforce, you know, I'm definitely more prepared for those scenarios and, and things that I could come across. But I, I think that probably the biggest thing was just the ability to kind of be a leader in an environment while also being a friend to somebody. And I think that's something that's definitely resonated with me in my job is, you know, I learned how to create trust with people, but also have them see you as a leader and, and follow you. And I think that's definitely very valuable as kind of a young person in a in a position that I am in, in my department and in my role and definitely something that I think came from or was curated from being an RA.
1: Excellent. You know, it's so great that you can actually quantify for you what it is that you gained from the position. As the uh, as we talk to the RAs in this upcoming week for training, I'm really cognizant to remind them that this is a chance to practice. Practice things that y- you don't feel as comfortable and confident about. A- and this is a great practice ground for you and your peers to kind of gain those skills for yourself. You are an ambassador, so you, you actually carry the torch for NYU. And so I, I guess the question I have is, yeah, and you heard this question many times on those tours, what was the best aspect of being a student at a very non-traditional campus, right? We don't have those gates around us. We don't have the football team. But what was that thing for you that made this your home?
2: It's the experience of living in the city and that in and of the city to, to be candid, right? You're so much more prepared for real life coming out of NYU than I think I would have been anywhere else. And whether that's simple as you got lost on the subway and you have to navigate it and you're freaking out or something, you know, more serious, it's very much, you know, you're living in a city environment and you're kind of taking the steps that when people are moving out of traditional university campuses... Are doing at that stage in life, you're doing that at 18. And I just think that in, in itself was such an experience. Personally, I'm a city person, so I thrive on that energy. And I don't, I don't think I would have been happy somewhere else. I think, you know, you do have to want that untraditional campus, but it, it's the right fit for you if, if you're that kind of person.
0: Yeah, Lauren, I can resonate with you about living in the city and can be quite frantic to take the subway sometimes. (laughs) And (laughs) it's been great talking to you so far. We are going to take a short break, but we come back. We can jump into your current role and your experiences working in the hospitality industry, and we'll be back.
2: Hey, what's up, it's Keith Haskell here. Sorry to interrupt your amazing podcast, but I have something cool to plug. I'm part of a new public access show. It's called Chris Gethard Presents. It's on Manhattan Neighborhood Network. It's comedian Chris Gethard from uh, HBO and Broad City and many other awesome things, invites a different comedian to take over the show every single week. So I did episode two, my episode's called Fetch the Talk. And if you just Google Chris Gethard Presents, you'll see all of it. We're live every Wednesday at
1: 11. There's an audience, so, so come on down if you wanna come and support it, it's cool. Welcome back, Lauren. We've just heard from you about your experiences while being an RA as an undergrad. Now we're gonna talk a little bit more about what you've been doing since you left NYU. Maybe you can talk us through that graduation and choosing that first career step, and then what you've done since that time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when I was graduating, I very much knew I wanted to be on the hotel sales track. So it was important for me to find a role that was going to Kind of expedite my process, and I, I felt I wanted that because I had worked in so many hotels in, in the city at NYU that I had a pretty clear direction of, of what I wanted to do. So I joined a management and training program with one of the hospitality companies, which was a really great program. You kind of throw your life a little bit in their hands because they can place you anywhere that they want for your training. And then you kind of agree to go wherever they send you after that placement. So I was placed in Philadelphia, which I absolutely loved. I'd actually never been there, even though it's so close to New York, and then lived there for about four months and was able to work in two hotels and kind of do a very comprehensive, extensive training. And from there was placed or, or moved on to Minneapolis. And that was such a life experience. It was kind of reverse culture shock I felt like my residents coming to New York, right? I was the, the one who was taken out of their comfort zone. And that was a great life experience and work experience. And I think I kind of, as I alluded to the weather earlier, had enough. But I had two winters there and I was ready to at least come back to the East Coast. And so it was kind of great timing that the role where I currently am with Kimpton had opened in the D.C. area. My sister lived down in the D.C. area. So I thought, let me just give it a shot. But I, I do genuinely feel that The experience I had in Philadelphia and Minneapolis allowed me to get to have gotten the jobs that I've gotten here in D.C. I'm grateful for those roles because I think that they built up to where I currently am.
0: Would you please tell us how marketing a chain of hotels differs from traditional product marketing?
2: So I work for Kenton Hotels and restaurants. I work as a director of sales and marketing over two of their hotels here. And I think, you know, what's really special about Kinton is the experience that goes with it, and I think that's an experience from an employee perspective and also from a guest perspective. So, a lot of what we focus on is how are we creating these ridiculously personal experiences and getting to know people and connect with people in a way that other companies aren't. So one of the campaigns that we have running right now, which I think is awesome, is called the "Stay Human Campaign. And it started out of one of our hotels in California. And basically the concept was that, you know, we're in a very technology-filled world. People always want to be on their apps and their, you know, devices. But people really want to connect with each other. And how would they do that in a hotel room setting? So all the components of the hotel room Are interactive and you leave things for the next guest following you. So whether that's in the guest book, you record different things, you leave them music recommendations. From that, the hotel did a study on the findings over the course of I think it was three months of what people are looking for in human connection and what they crave. And I just think kind of doing cool experiential things like that is what sets us apart and it makes us different. And it's something that I feel you know very proud of. And then I think kind of from a employee perspective you know it's a great place to work it's one of the rate one of the best places to work but I think that that very much comes from the company embracing people and who we are they want us to have a great employee experience that everybody there is very entrepreneurial has that entrepreneurial spirit and you're given a lot of ownership so I think having those tools and kind of that track for myself is something very desirable and I think it kind of makes our jobs and marketing and sales a little bit easier because we're kind of living our brand.
1: I love that idea of personalization and having a connection uh, very much taken out of the role of the RA position in, in a lot of ways, right? Um, you know, how do we get peers to, to, like, RAs to plant the seeds for the next generation of RAs? Were you involved in this innovation? Because it is really innovative to have people who are transient, be connected to the next level of transient people coming into a place I, it's really quite a brilliant idea i had not heard of it
2: no it's awesome yeah and definitely look at it's called the Stay human campaign we have great videos on it it started at one of our hotels in california so i wasn't a part of that but then the initiative rolled out to the brand so we rolled it out at one of my previous hotels here in dc which, which was a very kind of great experience to walk around and and we actually themed our room around empowerment and kind of leadership in the workplace, each hotel took their own take on on the room and what they wanted to bring to it. So we had a leadership library where we had all these different books and you could take one with you or leave a leadership book for the next guest or a pump up playlist where it was a Spotify community playlist and you put on your songs that kind of get you hype before you're going into a big meeting or something like that. And it, and it was awesome to kind of curate these things and think, you know, and then you see people, you know, going on Instagram and, and thousands of people liking these photos. And it, it's, it's a really cool feeling to know that you've kind of had that impact. And, and I agree with you kind of the relation to, to being an R. I I think one of the reasons that I take to hospitality is I just, I care about caring about other people, right? And that's very much what being an RA is about, and it's very much about what being in hospitality is about.
1: So so, what role does uh, social media play in your marketing campaign, and, and how much time do you spend with social media in your current role as, as it relates to marketing?
2: Well, I'm very fortunate that we have a team, and that's people's specific roles. <laughs> so luckily, it's, it's not... All on me. What we do, we have a marketing team, a digital team, and they really come to us and we talk about what the content is that we want to show on our individual hotel sites. And then our brand obviously has ones out of home office. But I think you know, with social media, right? It's such an engagement tool, and user-generated content is kind of your best form of marketing, right? If somebody else puts it out there about you and their friends see it um, in a positive way, that's so much better than than what you would put out there. Our world is changing. I even have friends that. I, I always joke that I'm not very tech savvy, but, you know, I'll say, oh, do you want to go to this restaurant? And instead of going on the website and looking up the menu, which is what I would do, my friend just go on Instagram, start scrolling through the photos and decide whether or not we're going to go there by doing that. So I think it's just, yeah, it's crazy, but it's just such a part of the world that we live in. And it's not, it's about how do we embrace it and do it in a way that's organic for somebody's food, if you will.
0: Lauren, <laughs> working at the hospitality industry what are some some of your most proud uh, moment in your career
2: of my personal career I would say becoming a director of sales and marketing for me it was a goal to be a director of sales and marketing by the time I was 30 and I got it the job at 26 and I think for me that was just a really huge achievement and it really kind of changed the landscape for me of oh my gosh you know I was able to achieve this and and whatnot but now also like and say what's next, but you know, it kind of changes the scope of things when you change your plan like that. And I, I do genuinely feel like what I love about Kimpton is it's the type of company where if you roll up your sleeves and do the hard work and you hustle, that gets noticed. You don't necessarily have to be in a position for 30 years before you'll get promoted or anything like that. If you, you know, put in the work for it, it gets recognized here. So I would say that for me professionally, that was probably the the big moment of where I kind of took a step back and I was like, oh my gosh, like I've been out of college, you know, four years basically and and I've been able to achieve this. So it was awesome.
1: (laughs) That's a great accomplishment. I I guess I would ask you to elaborate a little bit as it relates to our our seniors who are going to be graduating and, and want to go into the hospitality world. What advice would you have for them? What do they need to do to get to where you are today?
2: NYU does a really great job of giving you the opportunity to network and whether that is through your individual major department, the location, the career center. And I think kind of taking those opportunities, it's, you know, now that I'm in the role that I'm in, there's never been a time where a student has reached out to me, whether it's NYU or somebody locally saying like, I just love to come in and learn about your job or have coffee with you that I've ever would ever turn them down. And I think you just have such an advantage when you're a student to be able to, have one-on-one candid conversations with people, find out the good and bad of their jobs. But what that also does is kind of form relationships for you for the future. So I really think that networking component is huge. And then the other thing I would say is just you're coming out of NYU, which is a great university, absolutely, but you don't know everything about the field you're about to go into. And I think one of the best things that I always still try to hold myself to is asking a million questions and knowing that there's always something I can learn from somebody else and really kind of approaching things in that way. Because I think when you're coming out as a senior, what's attractive to employers is that sponge, that hunger, that, you know, eagerness. And I think, you know, that will only set you up for the future if you keep that mentality.
1: And one more industry question. What periodicals or podcast or online blogs should uh, someone be reading who wants to go into this particular profession?
2: A lot of them have daily newsletters, which is great. So GIFT is one of them. I would say that's the one that I read you know every day comes out with some version of industry news. Then depending on what your market is, I think it's super important to be just in tune with that business journal. So here it's the Washington Business Journal or bizNow and really kind of keeping up with what they have. But then also you know more broader things. So I'll read you know the quarterly CBRE reports which are about real estate and who's moving in and out. but I think you know kind of having that well-rounded knowledge. is is great, but I definitely think it depends on on the area and because you want to really know what's going on. So here I I just transitioned over to working to a hotel on Capitol Hill. So politics is not something I've always loved, but it's something that, you know, is very much a part of my business now. So reading the political playbook and different things like that every morning to know, okay, you know, this might be news that seems unrelated to hospitality, but there's generally always going to be some form of travel, meeting, event impact. And what does that mean for me?
1: good for you to be able to recognize who your clients are and paying attention to their industry as it relates to your industry that's great
2: absolutely and then you know the skin if you don't know the skin that's my favorite version of the news every morning it's basically the basic version of the news that's what i enjoy the most (laughs)
0: lauren do you stay still stay connected with other ra alumni if so with whom this is your shout out time
2: yeah, I know. Oh man, too many people to thank. You know, big moment. No. We got time. <laughs> I would say, I don't know if you know, Ife Onitunde is definitely one of my best friends in the whole world. So, him and I met being RAs. We were both in NYU at CPS in different majors, and he is definitely somebody. We both just we went on a trip to Italy. Two of our friends were getting married a couple months ago, so he's definitely one of my best friends in the world. Max Chavez is one of my great friends from NYU. He just moved to London to uh, get a higher degree. Justin Silver was one of my friends, actually, from 2A. He lived in Weinstein my he freshman did. year.
1: He was yeah, on a podcast. Was
2: gonna... Oh, was he? Oh, my God. Yes, go he was.
1: Back. you got to listen to it.
2: Yeah, I know. He is just so awesome. And, and he obviously became an RA there too. So we were in different buildings. Rog, who was his roommate freshman year, is a good friend of mine, Samara. So that's the benefit of social media is I feel like I kind of have a, an idea of what's going on with most people, even if I, I don't keep up with them. But those are definitely, you know, the people that I'm, I'm closest to.
1: <laughs> Outstanding. It is now time. I'm hearing the bell. It is now time for the speed round. Oh boy. <laughs> Here we go. A wild card question. As admissions ambassador, what was the wackiest thing that happened to you on a tour?
2: Oh, the wackiest thing. I don't think it was on a tour, but one of the like coolest, but also weird moments was I was at the gym, like literally running one day and somebody was kind of staring at me and I was like, this is weird. And I got off the treadmill and it was her girl was just like i just wanted to come up to you and tell you that you actually gave my tour a year ago and i'm like so happy that Aww. i came here Boa. but i was looking at her like why is this girl staring at me and then she like ends up saying something really nice and i was that like awesome. oh, i'm gonna cry <laughs> that was, yeah i was just like can i go back to like you know working on that <laughs> that's great
0: lauren who is your favorite nyu professor
2: professor it was donna quadri she was the sales and marketing professor in the the hotel program and i don't think she's there anymore she's over at penn state but then i also took one course which this man was an icon and i hope he's still there Ella Hugh rose taught world war ii history and he was just phenomenal engaging and probably one of the best professors i've ever had
1: what was the best program you did as an ra oh my god we did so many
2: one that definitely stuck out in my head was we did an Oscar program where we took them to see every movie that was nominated for the Oscars. And then we did a huge party at the end, an uh, Oscar watch party. So that was definitely one. But, I mean, the classic walk over the Brooklyn Bridge at night with ice cream is always was always my favorite welcome week one. But Hall Snacks, I would say, like I said before, was kind of my staple of just where I love to spend my time
0: what's your favorite thing about living in dc dc
2: is kind of like a smaller mini new york it's a little a little bit cleaner it's got a great food scene but it's definitely i think kind of the second best city that i found compared to new york and it's awesome great kind of balance of, of life get a decent sized apartment here things like that so big city living but a little bit of a smaller feel
1: it t- tends to close i lived there for nine years tends to close about six o'clock at night
2: though yeah definitely like down by where i work but the, there's so much development up here in a lot of neighborhoods so the food scene is definitely one of the biggest things here now the restaurants are awesome
1: any celebrity sightings as a nyu student no
2: and this always broke my heart because i would literally be in third north and somebody was like ryan Gosling just walked down third avenue and i was like pulled out, and of course he wouldn't oh be there like James Franco's on like the camp on the square right now so none that I actually remember or notice but I feel like I was always the one that just missed everyone
0: <laughs> what's your favorite part of third north I mean the people
2: honestly it was such a good community the location was obviously great and you had an awesome courtyard where everybody could kind of congregate but it was definitely the people from the staff the residents the other RAs that really kind of gave me those memories and i literally every time i drive past i went in new york i'm like oh my gosh i wish i still lived there it was just such a great place shout out to bobby who was three north third North security and missed him he was always awesome yeah there, still <laughs> there and he really oh my god <laughs> so, definitely a thing of people
0: <laughs> thank you so much for spending time with Tom and i to discuss your journey and where your life after nyu has taken you as always thanks to our listeners who can stay connected with RA alums who are living the dream school alumni version life. Lauren,
1: thank you so much. Uh, What a great journey you have. And really, congratulations. You have done amazing work in a a relatively short period of time. But we knew that you had it in you and all the things that you did at NYU, really planting the seeds for other students to take on leadership experiences. So thank you. And thank you for spending some time with us.
2: Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it.
1: Excellent. Special thanks to my engineer, Juliana Fonseca-Alesso, our executive director, Duncan Lemieux, and our executive producer, Shahar Ranasang, into the current professional staff and alum of NYU like Chris Tippick and Will McGrath for assisting these great LRA alums in skill acquisition along the way. If you like the show, look for more content on our newly unveiled NYU RA alumni website at where-ra-now.webflow.io. Lauren, take a look. You're going to see some great stuff on the website. Has listing of favorite books, picks of all-time favorite RA alums, accomplishments, and ways to be a mentor. Until next time, think about how you can learn and then teach it to others.
2: Have a great evening, everybody.